This is a Suno India production and you're listening to the Suno India show. On December 25, 2021, Prime Minister Narendra Modi made an announcement for starting what is called precautionary COVID-19 vaccine doses for health workers, frontline workers and the elderly. प्रिकॉशन की दृष्टि से सरकार ने निर्णय लिया है कि हेल्थ केयर और फ्रंटलाइन वर्कर्स को वैक्सीन की प्रिकॉशन डोज भी प्रारंभ की जाए इसकी शुरुआत 2022 में 10 जनवरी सोमवार के दिन से की जाएगी साथियों कोरोना वैक्सीन का अब तक का ये भी अनुभव है कि जो अधिक आयु वाले हैं और पहले से ही किसी न किसी गंभीर बीमारी से पीड़ित है उन्हें प्रिकॉशन लेना सलाह योग्य है इसको ध्यान में रखते हुए 60 वर्ष से ऊपर की आयु के कोमोर्बिडिटी वाले नागरिकों को उनके डॉक्टर के सलाह पर वैक्सीन की प्रिकॉशन डोज का विकल्प उनके लिए उपलब्ध होगा less than 1% of the adult population has taken this precautionary dose in fact as a celebration of 75 years of independence the government announced free precautionary doses at all government covid centers for 75 days that is from july 15th to september 30th 2022 a few days after this announcement the news website the wire published a shocking story The wires Banjot Kaur wrote that the Central Drug Standards Control Organization the CDSCO the country's drug regulatory agency never approved of the precautionary doses this was based on a series of right to information applications to agencies that work on approval of vaccines including the CDSCO Hi I'm Menaka Rao the host of this episode of the Suno India show and in this episode I spoke to Banjot Kaur who broke this very important story Before the story too she has written about how the CDSCO has not been very transparent about the vaccine program and the various problems related to clearing the vaccines for use she has been writing on science and public health for 12 years and has worked at down to earth magazine and times of india so your story found out that the CDSCO that is our drug controller the our body that controls drugs in this country it never approved what we call you know precautionary dose we also call it the booster dose uh, how did you go about working on this uh, story like where did your suspicion rise about it uh, my suspicion started the you know the very day prime minister announced it on tv which was on december 25 2021 and the reason was uh, no the reason for suspicion was very simple the reason was that just a day before that there was a press conference the regular covid press conference in which three most important faces of covid management of india uh, secretary of health ministry rajesh bhushan dr vinod paul and icmr director general balram bhagwa were present so they were asked questions about rolling out of booster doses because some of the countries had started the process by then my question is for now has india put the booster programs as well as administration of children vaccines on the back burner so uh, deliberations are on we are reviewing all the scientific data from across the world as well as from india 
uh, how many as uh, Rajesh Bhushanji has mentioned about T-cell response, about antibody response, about with particular vaccine, with another vaccine, how long it persists, how long it persists after infection. Taking all those into consideration, we are deliberating and we should are formulating our policy. So, in that press conference, they never said a clear yes to it. Uh, and they gave some muddled answers. So there was clearly no indication, you know, that the boosters are going to be rolled out. And here we were on December 25th evening, which was a Saturday, that, you know, PM came on television and announced that precautionary doses would be rolled out for a certain section of population from January 10th. So, and if you if you see the Wild Science website, on December 26th itself, we published a story saying 10 reasons uh, we do not know how these vaccines were approved. So we raised suspicion the very next day itself. But they were the 10 questions that we raised and that is where we started doubting this entire thing. I waited for some explanation to come for, you know, from, from either uh, health ministry or CDSCO or any other government entity. I waited in January, February, March even April and towards the end of the April I decided to file the uh, you know right to information applications and I filed six RTI applications with uh, different agencies and this is how I you know actually started working on it. so CDSU was one such agency with you know which which uh, with which I had filed an RTI application the process is very simple if a if a vaccine is approved first it has to go to CDSU I mean the subject expert committee has to study the data which the companies provide. Then the subject expert committee gives recommendations to DCGI, Drug Controller General of India. Then he makes a certain decision. Then the National Technical Advisory Group on Immunization and TAGI makes a decision. Then comes the role of uh, NEGVAC, which was formed precisely for COVID. And then finally, you know, the, the order is placed and, you know, the, the, the vaccines are rolled out. Now, one may say that this happens with, you know, vaccines which are new, quote-unquote new, I mean, which had never been administered. And here were the vaccines which were being administered for uh, about a year by then. So why this whole process all over again? But remember, what the government was asking to do by, you know, by rolling out booster doses was to take an extra dose of the vaccine. So when an extra dose of a vaccine of a, or of a drug has to be, you know, rolled out for people. It has to undergo the process of clinical trials and do this entire process all over again. And we were seeing happening this with other countries as well. Till date, there does not exist booster dose rollout in any any significant com, you know country where where public health and rule of law matters. We do not know any other country where a booster dose got rolled out without you know the the drug regulator even pondering over it. So uh, there is no reason as to why all these steps could have been easily, you know, skipped. And the uh, on on the other hand, you know, uh, when when the government used to be questioned about boosters as to when it would be rolled out, we have statements not just from government uh, officials, from bureaucrats saying that you know they are relying on science and they are relying on experts to come out with a decision. Even uh, Union uh, Health and Family Welfare Minister. Uh, Dr. Mansukh Mandavia made a statement in the parliament at that time that we are relying on expert advice. So the question was, where was the expert advice? 
so you know that is why you know the whole suspicion uh, i mean i was, was there in my mind that the entire chain of events or the expert advice could not have you know suddenly come up in in just a matter of 24 hours so therefore i i thought maybe in january they'll tell something february march but that never happened and then i ended up filing rtis in april a lot of this reporting is your reporting particularly is based on you know raising questions which sometimes we often don't even get an answer and that has been a trend throughout this pandemic for sure right so i mean i think even the rti is some, i mean you know your replies are something like that so what do you think the rti is revealed so it was i'll say it was a learning experience for me as well so this was not the first story that i had done basis rti replies i in in pandemic itself and one story before pandemic also i had done you know on the basis of the rti reply that i got to the application that i filed but this was the most learning experience for me uh i filed six rtis okay two with ministry of health and family welfare one with uh, icmr one with pmo and one with cdso and one with one more which i am not able to recall of so you know in in the first instance all these rti applications were stonewalled okay so for example ministry of health when i asked ministry of health to share the minutes of meeting of antagi and the minutes of meeting of negvac where they gave their you know uh, not to booster doses the answer was simple the answer was we can't share with you because there are scientific and strategic interests now it was just about connecting the dots later so when i filed the first appeal so first appeal is something that you file if you are not satisfied with the rti reply or if it is the, the your application is not supplied in time so i said i am not satisfied with the reply because to the supreme court you had told only i mean when i received the reply just uh, before you know just a couple of maybe weeks before receiving that reply the government had told the supreme court that all important minutes of meeting relating to antagi were available in the public domain uh and when i and they were available on mohfw website and icmr website this is what the supreme court was told and when i went looking for those minutes i for one could not find and hence the rti and in the rti reply they told me we can't share minutes of meeting for you so i told them in the first appeal that look you took this stand in the supreme court and this is the particular case number in which you took this stand and you are telling me something which is entirely contrary to that so you have to share the minutes with me so what this then in reply to this what they tell me in the in 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 first appeal replying my first appeal the ministry tells me so that is where the spilt beans to 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 some more extent when i told that you are contradicting the stand that you took in the supreme court then they told me that you know uh, the minutes of meeting of antagi are available but only till 16th meeting so 16th meeting happened somewhere in may 2021 and we obviously know that after may a lot of minutes of Anta- meetings of antagi happened precisely because uh, vaccines and boosters were being studied and definitely meetings happened in 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 context of precautionary doses as well so where were those minutes so those minutes were not there on the website they told me in the first appeal reply because those minutes have not been approved by the competent authority so when they told me this particular bit 
that again was was story for me that supreme court in a way was misled supreme court was never told that look we are posting on our website the minutes only till 16th meeting and not after that so what i'm trying to and this happened with other rti applications also you know in this case itself so what i'm trying to tell you is if 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 you if they tell you something it is obviously important but even if they don't tell you something then the reason that they don't tell you something is also important so if you are able to connect dots before and after the reply whatever reply they give i think it it gives important information right and uh, i think one rti did get you the information that you know this was not cleared can you give that also yeah yes so cdseo okay so that's also interesting when i filed my application with cdseo you know it was stone wall it was said go and look for the subject expert committee so i asked cdseo simple and plain questions what was the clinical trial data that you perused to give approval to go vaccine and covishield and there were couple of other questions but this was the most important question so by when i was asking i mean drafting these questions i knew very well that uh sec minutes are supposed to be there on the website so i asked them i'm not asking for i told them i'm not asking for sec minutes but what i'm asking is what did the cdseo or the dcgi take into consideration before giving approval so to my reply they said go and look for sec minutes so i was expecting this reply also but what also happened in this case was that so my six rti applications became 24 rti applications because one or the other department kept transferring my application to you know to 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 their counterparts in the government so one of my applications was also transferred to so uh, cdseo with similar set of questions where i had asked about clinical trial data replying that application cdseo told me for the first time that it had not approved covid shield and covaxin as precautionary doses so it was replied to and tra- to a transferred rti application which was mine only but to a transferred rti application that me to- that they told me this now this was definitely shocking for me then i filed the first appeal in response to the reply that they had given to me originally in which they said go and look for sec minutes i told them there are no sec minutes available as far as precautionary doses are concerned i have checked the entire section of the fec minutes there are no minutes so please tell me where are these minutes so that i can read them and plus i still need to know uh, uh, on what basis cdseo approved and in the first appeal they you know responding to my first appeal the cdseo told me the cdseo office told me that they had uh, you know they had not received any application from the from the companies making the precautionary doses in the first place to approve any precautionary dose so when they had not received any application in the first place there was no question of rejecting or approving a you know a change uh, dosage uh, for 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 you know for people so these you know in this entire exercise of if you call 24 rti applications these were the two clear most clear answers a cdc is saying that we have not approved and then further saying that we did not receive the applications in the first place these were the two most clear cut answers that that i you know received from from a government agency so i never asked in my 
RTI application, if CDSEO had approved precaution doses or not, simply because I had never imagined that such a thing would happen. So what I had instead asked for was the clinical trial data that the CDSEO perused to give approval to this vaccine. But when I asked this question, the reply I received was that CDSEO had not approved. And that was really shocking for me. Right. As we know, this is in continuation with what has been happening in the past, right? Like, you know, even when the COVID vaccines were rolled out, questions related to safety and efficacy were not answered. Related, they, the, Anything related to, any question related to allegations of unethical vaccine trial practices, you know, the ones which were there in uh, one case in Chennai, uh, the cases in Bhopal, they were not answered. Uh, even you know even questions related to side effects were barely answered right so we have we've and we've not had a proper press conference with the dgci i mean they've they've not answered any questions of us in any way so how do we sort of uh, 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 what do we i mean what can you make of you know what what should, i mean the journalism community so to speak you know make of this behavior of the drug controller of the country so Two or three issues you raised in this question, and I'll try to answer them separately. Uh, to begin with, you you know we, we you asked about the the very approval, the first approval uh, emergency authorization that was given to Covaxin and Covishield. And remember, this was given in 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 December, twenty uh, twenty. Okay, so you know what. Uh, Countries, all countries were giving emergency use authorization to to the vaccines. India was not the first country to do so for the for the pandemic because, I mean, such was the scenario at that time. But, you know, for example, for Covaxin, there was absolutely no data, no safety and efficacy data. When uh, DCGI came to National Media Center in New Delhi and announced that the vaccine is being approved under what? he termed as clinical trial mode now this clinical trial mode was a was a phrase that perhaps never existed in a in, in vaccine approval process so perhaps none of us knew what was this clinical trial mode uh, when you approve a vaccine so when other countries had approved vaccines uh, you know uh, uh, under something called emergency use authorization eua they had some no clinical trial of course had completed by then but they had some amount of data for safety and efficacy but here we were you know in 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 last week of december and early january we had no data at least for indian vaccine for covid shield uh, aka astrazeneca there was some data about safety but then there was no data from bridging trial which was being conducted for indian population and in india so, you know, we asked DCGI, what is clinical trial mode? And he gave certain definitions. He said, all the, all the, this was early January 2021. All those who will receive Covaxin will be monitored like, you know, clinical trial participants are monitored. So that means everybody who is going to receive a shot would, you know, by default uh, become a clinical trial participant. Nobody had an answer. So this was a weird term that we had come across and there was no clear-cut definition of it. Yes, subsequently, data did pour in, which did say that the vaccines were safe, vaccines were 
यू नो एफिकेशियस इन प्रिवेंटिंग हॉस्पिटलाइजेशन एंड डेथ सब्सिक्वेंटली द डेटा डिड पोर इन एंड दिस आई हैव टू स्ट्रेस फॉर द फॉर द क्लैरिटी ऑफ योर यू नो फॉर 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 योर ऑडियंस सब्सिक्वेंटली द डेटा डिड पोर इन बट इनिशियली वेन देर वॉज नो डेटा इट वॉज ऑब्वियस दैट यू नो मीडिया वुड क्वेश्चन इट एंड the 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 you know when we talk about anti vax thought or anti vax movements so to speak i mean asking questions was being equated with you know somebody being an anti vaxer but which obviously was not correct if if somebody was to be blamed for it i think it was government because it was government who decided to to release or to approve these vaccines in you know something with something called clinical trial mode it was obvious that we would have questioned it so that was one part of it you talked about unethical clinical trial practices you know the bhopal incident uh, which was widely reported i think uh, the question still remain unanswered because we do not have any public document which says that you know a thorough investigation was conducted and it was one a small statement was released in one of the press conferences where the government said oh no nothing happened maybe nothing happened but you you just do not brush aside everything like that they that it demanded a very thorough investigation and there was some, some good reporting on it as well but it never got answered uh then you spoke about the role of dcgi and you know his in, interactions with media as much as i know perhaps india's you know in fact i can say it clearly that in this entire pandemic period which is like more than 2 years now the dcgi has come to interact with media only once and that too when he had to announce the the clinical trial mode approval to covaxin and that press conference was for about just 5 minutes where we were categorically told that you will not be allowed to ask questions to dcgi that's it after that and this was in january uh, sorry last week of december december 2020 after that he has never appeared in any of the press conferences any email sent to cdseo office almost never get answered so his interaction with media has remained almost zero during the entire pandemic this is in sharp contrast with regulators uh, you know in in with with all good regulators of the world so had the the drug regulator of our country interacted more with media interacted you know answered some of the questions many of these doubts would not have you know come up in the first place but but the government deciding to kind of shield uh, you know the drug regulator from media and had only a certain faces being presented to media every single time was perhaps its best strategy thought but unfortunately i'm i mean i'm afraid i don't think it was dcgi should have interacted with media much 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 more than he actually did yeah yeah no what i meant by press conference of course was you know like a real press conference where people actually answer your questions no 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 we we there has been uh, there has been not a single press conference in this entire two and uh, you know in this entire pandemic period where dcgi took out questions not a single only one. ministry of health they have, i mean they have sometimes answered but that's about it 
हाँ सो या तो मिनिस्ट्री ऑफ हेल्थ यूज टू हैव प्रेस कॉन्फ्रेंसेस ऑन अ रेगुलर बेसिस एंड पीपल फ्रॉम नॉट जस्ट मिनिस्ट्री बट पीपल फ्रॉम आई सी एम आर पीपल फ्रॉम इवन यू नो नेशनल सेंटर फॉर डिजीज कंट्रोल एंड सी बी सी इवन पीपल फ्रॉम डिपार्टमेंट ऑफ बायोटेक्नोलॉजी यूज टू कम बट नॉट फॉर वंस एनी बडी फ्रॉम सी डी एस सी फ्रॉम फ्रॉम द्रग एंड Uh, you know, you also wrote an important story after the WHO suspended supply of co-vaccine to UN agencies. Uh, can you tell me what you found out and what again it says about our drug controller? On April two, uh, WHO released a one eighty word statement saying that uh, they are halting the the supply of co-vaccine to UN agencies, and there were not many details in that. so obviously i mean anybody who was following uh, the policy was supposed to become suspicious that what suddenly went wrong so uh, i wrote an email to who asking why this uh, the 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 one thing that they had said in the, in the statement which was released on april 2 was that they found deficiencies in good manufacturing practices now a layman perhaps would not understand what this whole good manufacturing practices is all about but for anybody who who understood and who followed this thing it was a big thing a deficiency in good manufacturing practice in simple terms would mean they would not they were not manufacturing in a way that they were supposed to be and this could mean anything i mean it's it's a whole uh, sea or perhaps a ocean which comprises manufacturing practices So, for example, in reply to one of my questions, they said problems were detected in some parts of the manufacturing process. Full stop. Some changes were made after uh, the license was granted, but those changes were not submitted to the drug regulator and WHO for evaluation and validation. Now, what did this mean? This meant that when they were granted the you know emergency use license by by our country's drug regulator. and when uh, you know who had approved the vaccine co vaccine after that they made certain changes in their manufacturing processes which were not conveyed to either the regulator or the who and they were supposed to be conveyed because they were granted license on basis of certain you know uh you could say certain commitments on manufacturing practices and if you are introducing a change in them you obviously have to convey them to the to the regulator and the who which was not done as per the reply that i received from who now they still didn't uh, you know tell me that what exactly those problems were and therefore uh, my only you know tool was to reach out to uh, expert who uh, who knows things about GMP in vaccine manufacturing. So he told me this was hugely problematic that the company didn't feel it, you know, find it necessary to communicate this to WHO. When I asked WHO to disclose further details, they said uh, they couldn't do because this would mean breach of confidentiality. So the WHO told me we can't share the full report with you. Ask your drug regulator or ask the company concerned. i asked both the company concerned and the drug regulator drug regulator again did not share anything with me so this was very surprising again because drug regulator had obviously visited the the site along with who inspectors so why couldn't he share the report in public interest he, his office also did not respond 
subsequently uh, you know a colleague of us uh, and another health and science journalist priyanka pulla who has extensively covered this pandemic she filed rti with cdso the drug controller general office asking for the report and the details of the who you know evaluations she got nothing in the reply the cdse office even refused to acknowledge that anything of that sort happened so i mean these are all very burning questions that we need to settle in the long run not just about pandemic but in the long long run is this how the drug regulation is happening in this country that you will maintain complete opacity complete opacity about how you approve things or when when especially when things become controversial i mean you that you know us uh, fda us drug regulator whichever vaccine they approved during this pandemic or any any drug you have a whole bunch of documents available in public domain to study what was the information that the company provided to the regulator and how they arrived at a certain decision there's a whole whole bunch of documents to you know to look into but in our country you do not have virtually anything to you know to verify as to how the sec of cdsco has reached a certain decision forget about the bunch of documents here is our regulator who is not ready to sh- share even the basic details so an opacity will always raise questions maybe everything was all right with say approval of precautionary doses maybe everything was all right with bharat biotech and covaxin everything was all right with everything so why not share all those details with us when you do not share we obviously will you know raise questions about it i also feel that sometimes you know we are just talking to ourselves about this you know because there is so much pride nationalistic pride about this vaccine program and you know how well india has done etc and particularly in relation to covaxin because we manufactured our own vaccine etc etc so you know i mean you know this these arguments that we make with each other may sound very technical how do you think we can communicate this as a real problem outside of you know people who understand you know these various sort of safeguards that you know uh, we have in our law and you know our policies for a certain reason and you know when they are not followed then you know it it can mean something more than you know uh, what meets the eye so to be to be you know fair with the vaccine program yes uh, it's a fact that more than 90% population of our country is you know fully vaccinated fully vaccinated so by fully vaccination uh, fully vaccinated i mean two doses of vaccine it's, it 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 is an achievement let's be let's be let's be clear about it many countries in fact many developed countries have also not been able to achieve this so it is an achievement to that extent but it needs a breakdown uh, so uh, a major portion of the vaccination program a major major portion has been covered by covid and covishield is something uh, you know which serum institute is manufacturing uh, and in, in in collaboration with astrazeneca and that was developed by university of oxford scientists okay so you call it an uh, somebody calls it an indian vaccine or a uk vaccine or a global vaccine i really don't bother about that nomenclature because frankly in science it doesn't matter or or you know health workers who ensured uh, almost last mile 
you know connectivity with people and their inoculation they deserve to be applauded uh the entire paraphernalia which included you know government efforts that needs to be applauded but then that should not make us shut our eyes about what is wrong with the policy making i mean the fact that you have so many questions the fact that who has still not taken you know still not kind of withdrawn the 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 the, the notice against bharat biotech the indian vaccine for this pandemic should that not make one ask question should that should this whole precautionary doses saga Uh, you know the information that trickled through RTIs, or which the government refused to say, share. Should this not make people ask questions? What are you up to? So while we should not deny the governments the you know the feat that they achieved by 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 inoculating such a large population, but we should also and must question them about what is happening with the policy making because. you know is this the general practice i mean does that go beyond pandemic did did, did such a such a such a such such loopholes exist before pandemic these are the questions that perhaps you know as a country we need to ask to and if we have to ask questions certainly you have to go beyond nationalism and you have to think about science and you have to think about people's health public health maybe you know the the pandemic reveals something which we might have not known otherwise as to what is blatantly wrong with policy making and and drug and vaccine regulation in our country and you know sometimes i feel that you know because we are so limited in our reporting ki koi aapko jawab hi nahi de raha aap sirf sawal hi uthate ja rahe ho most of the times so you know like it's it's sort of like you know your hands are also tied in that sense see uh, sawal uthana bhi zaruri hai na no it's, it's necessary to raise questions but then because by raising questions you raise doubts if you stop doing that also then what is left people are not answering you fine that will be recorded in the history but what will also be recorded in the history is that ye was a drug regulator who did not approve the booster doses for a country right so maybe if you ask question 100 times at least once they will answer <laughs> right so that is what perhaps keep many of you like me going i i mean i will not like to miss words to say that a large part of media large section of media has also completely stopped asking questions about this whole damn thing everything is being taken as gospel truth right it's it's only a handful of i can say health journalists left now who still keep asking about it and perhaps they have also reached a stage of burnout and there would be a point maybe that you know many of those journalists also stop asking questions so uh, and uh, i also somehow feel that yes i mean health and science communication is a different difficult thing to raise especially when it comes to raising questions but it needs amplification so if if a story comes saying that precautionary doses were not approved by cdco or the due, due process what's not done what's the step 2 the step 2 is uh you know politicians make a noise about it we have a parliament session going on uh at least as of today right which what is the date today so today is 24 july the story was published on 19th july not a single member of parliament has as much as i know at least has raised this question i'm not even talking about media at this point i'm saying there are other stakeholders in the society who were supposed to respond after 
a report has come out. What has been the response from the society? What has been the response from the civil society? You know, uh, uh, who who are public health activists? What is the response from, say, you know, uh, politicians? Nothing, zero. So if even if such an issue doesn't make them respond, what else will? And that is perhaps what the government knows that some chat will happen, you know, here and there, and it will die down. Isn't this something serious that some, you know, uh, 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 something happened uh, and the regulator had no clue about it, right? Please rate our podcast and leave a comment if you like it. Underreported and underrepresented stories can become mainstream only if it reaches more people. So please support us by visiting our contributing page on our website sunoindia.in or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Thank you.